Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello, and welcome back, or welcome for the very first time. This is The Big Cruise Podcast, and my name is Baz, and I am your host. And uh, this is episode 53, and we're recording this, uh, we're recording this on the 30th of uh, April. Uh, how quick is this year going already? We are about to embark into the fifth month of this year, and... Uh, for a lot of you, there's uh, cruises on the horizon, but not yet, just yet for us down here in Australia and New Zealand. Now, I have to be upfront and honest. This week's show is a little shorter than I would like, but it's just been a crazy, crazy week. And the chances are next week's show might also be of a similar duration. But after that, we should be back to uh, to full steam, full steam ahead. Um, a big thank you to those of you that are continuing to listen, like, and subscribe. And if you don't know what that means, wherever you are listening to this podcast, uh, chances are it's on a, a podcast directory, something like uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Zencaster, the list goes on. Um, there's an opportunity for you to just uh, like so that people know that you like it and also leave a review, which lets other people know what you think of uh, the podcast as well. Um, but it is doing very, very well around the world, and we can only uh, thank you, our listeners, for continuing to listen each and every week. Also, one little reminder, we have got some uh, merchandise there on the website for the Big Cruise podcast. You can choose to... Uh, design your own cruise t-shirt, some cruise fashion, um, or you can take one of our standard designs with our logos and our templates and things on there. Um, but the best thing that I love about this particular merchandise is that it is all certified organic cotton. It is produced using only green energy, and there is no plastic packaging anywhere in the whole process. So we're doing everything right uh, to keep uh, the oceans clean and ready for us when we can get back out there and cruise. But um, as I said, this week is a little bit shorter. I'm going to jump straight over now into the studio. We're going to welcome Chris, and we're going to get right into it. Hope you enjoy. And it's Friday once again, so that can only mean we're speaking to our good friend Chris Frame. Hey, Chris, welcome back. 
Thanks so much, Baz. Good to be back. Another week. <laughs> Another week, a whole yeah. heap of cruise news and uh, yep. quite a bit of listener integration, actually. I forgot to tell you last week that um, Christopher in the US of A actually uh, sent through two coffees and asked me to specifically share one with you. So next time we catch oh, up lovely. in person, I, I owe you a coffee for sure. Oh, thank so you, thanks to, to Chris for, for that. That's and that since has led on to a few little conversations because he contacted me once again after last week's show where you asked me about uh, my experiences and the, the quick fire round with uh, Windstar. Yeah. And um, he pointed out on something I completely forgot to mention. When you asked about um, my favorite time, I think it was a choice of being in the lounge or being on the, the aft looking at the sails or something, um, he pointed out that I should probably have said on the bridge with the captain. And he's quite ah. right because Windstar and all the ships of Windstar do have an open bridge policy. And uh, 99% wow. of the time you are open to go and meet with the captain, meet with the officers and discuss how the, the ship handles, etc. So, uh, yeah, thought I should just Goodness. remind listeners that that's a, an opportunity on uh, Windstar. Well, that's a bit of a different, uh, different experience, isn't it? <laughs> and then he, he contacted me to say a little fun fact just for, for us to, to share. Um, he had the experience of sailing with Captain Peter Harris, whilst at the helm of three different ships. One was the Veendam, one was the Westerdam, and the last one was on Windsurf, because back in the day, Windstar Cruises was owned by Holland America Line. That's correct. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, lots, of, uh, lots of interaction there, and uh, thanks to Chris once again for that coffee. But uh, let's jump into that qu- list of questions that we had last week, which was all sure. around Fincantieri. Yeah, so Fincantieri is interesting because it's obviously known as being one of the companies that builds like a lot of cruise ships these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the of the ships that you would have uh, sailed on and would have heard of uh, Fincantieri ships. And when you're on board, you can find this out uh, by um, either locating yourself or asking um, those in the reception or purses area where the um, ship's plaque is because mm-hmm. all the ships carry a plaque that, that – uh, names their builder and when they were built and what their yard number was. Um, but the company itself actually uh, it, it has a heritage that traces back uh, 230 years <laughs> um, through you know amalgamations of various different um, shipbuilding companies in, in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been responsible for the construction of over 7,000 ships. Whoa. And today it has um, 18 different yards in either Fincantieri branded or also affiliate, affiliate yards around um, throughout throughout Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, Malfoncone is one of the most famous ones. That's where many of the big cruise ships um, are built, yep. but they do have others and they have relationships with other um, shipyards as well. So you would have heard us talking throughout um, the cruise pause about certain ships which were built in Fincantieri, but they might have gone to lay up at different, different uh, shipyards um, around Europe throughout um the, the period and, and that's because of those those connections that Fincantieri has. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of their famous ships, if we delve back into the archives, um, okay. all the way back in 1912, um, they built um, they were they were building ocean liners uh, for the the North Atlantic trade. Uh, okay. So it's about sort of the time when um, when Titanic was built and they had a ship called the Kaiser Franz Joseph, which wasn't the biggest ship in the world, but it was the biggest ship built in the Mediterranean at the time. Um, So, you know, they were definitely leading the, leading the way in that part of the world. Um, In 1931, uh, they built a ship called the Victoria and she was the first to be fully air conditioned throughout the ship. So, you know, a bit more pleasant for people traveling in the warm climates of the Mediterranean. Um, Then, um, you'll 
you'll probably know, Baz, but listeners may have um, heard of two ships, very famous ships in the Atlantic, the Rex and the Conte de Savoie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rex was a, a, a record breaker. She held the Blue Riband. Um, yeah, we spoke fast- about Riband before, yeah. Yeah, the fastest westbound transatlantic crossing. Um, and she was built by Fincantieri um, in 1932. Um, and the same for her sister ship. Um, not identical in terms of their design, but Conte de Savoie as was a was a famous ship, not because of her speed, but because she was the first ship to have um, gyroscopic stabilizers, or the first ship of that size to have gyroscopic okay. stabilizers. So these aren't the fin stabilizers, but it's like they had gyroscopes inside the ship, which helped to adjust yeah. the movement of the vessel, which made her extremely um, smooth compared to her contemporaries, which was quite a mm-hmm. step forward. Um, and then in the 60s, they built the Michelangelo and the Raffaello, two of the Last ships built for that transatlantic run because, of course, by then the jet aircraft had um, had eclipsed it. And mm-hmm. in 1966, they put um, they built the Oceanic, um, which was uh, a sort of like a, a combination uh, cruise ship ocean liner. Uh, they call them dual purpose liners. And so she had the ocean liner stylings, but she also had cruise facilities, a open deck swimming pool, magra dome, that glass roof that slid open and closed and sort of pioneered a lot of those okay. cruising traits with the Oceanic. And she sailed through uh, right up until the 2000s, was quite, a, was quite a famous ship in her own right. And then, of course, they've been so heavily involved in the, in the resurgence of, of cruising and um, have built you know, the Vista class, for example, which is used across Holland America and Cunard mm-hmm. and P&O. Um, they have had a hand in many of the princess ships, uh, in the construction of uh, Virgin's fleet. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very much active in, in the cruise ship construction area at the moment. Yeah, no. I mean, as you say, a lot of people will be – people ban around the name Fincantieri quite a lot, but a lot of people don't realize that it isn't just one shipyard. They yeah. have shipyards all over Italy in particular, but also elsewhere, as you say. And uh, I didn't realize that it actually went back as far as, as it did. So uh, yes. great little yeah, insight there, Chris. Yeah, long history. You know, it's it, – um, <laughs> And you, if you if you check out their, they've got a history section on their website and they, they have some um, artist renditions of some of their first launchings. And, of course, these are wooden-hulled uh, sailing yeah. ships, you know, so uh, a very different uh, different time. But they, they've got something like 8,000, 8,500, rather, employees, direct employees with, across all those different yards. So it's a huge yeah, company yeah. now. Yeah, no, it is, it is. And uh, <clears throat> as you say, produces some of those exceptionally popular ships that are out there on the ocean right now and, and future ones uh, in the pipeline too. For sure. Now, moving straight into uh, to cruise news, we've got quite a lot to get through today, but um, Asamara is the latest to uh, to announce their return to sailing. Yeah, it looks like August um, sailings are going to be quite popular now because there's mm. a few of them that we're going to go through. Um, so Asamara itself is going to be uh, undertaking voyages uh, with the Quest, um, and she'll be doing uh, trips out of Greece and also into the Mediterranean. Um, and then um, they actually made the, the decision that uh, for health and safety reasons that all of the people on board, uh, passengers and crew, will, will be uh, fully vaccinated for these voyages, which will be about 14 days in length. Um, so that's the latest from Azamara. And mm-hmm. then also in August, Baz, um, Oceana is... Um, yeah. Is going to to resume cruises uh, using their uh, ship Marina uh, up into Scandinavia and Western Europe, and they'll be applying the Sail Safe program, which is that um, global health uh, yeah. initiative that's been put together by the by the various uh, uh, health and cruise authorities. 
yeah, the cruise lines came together to, to form that little panel, didn't they? And what I like about that one is, you know, a lot of people are concentrating on either the UK, the Bahamas, or the mm. Greek Isles, but this one's actually relaunching in Scandinavia, which is quite nice. Yeah, it was, um, you know, basing the ship throughout Scandinavia and Western Europe and, um, you know, uh, utilizing Port of Copenhagen, which we, you know, it's a bit different from all of the, <laughs> so many of the, the, the announcements is uh, Southampton based, you know, so this one's yeah. quite, quite, it stands out a bit. <laughs> and in the same family, of course, uh, Oceania is part of the NCLH group. Uh, Norwegian are also announcing uh, another ship is coming back into service. Yeah, actually, they'll have um, Epic, uh, Norwegian Epic, and um, Norwegian Getaway both sailing now. Um, mm-hmm. Not at this very moment of time, but in, in the in the future, they'll be they'll be operating um, later this year. Um, with um, so Barcelona and Rome are the two sort of hubs that they're going to be using again. Something a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. Epic will be based out of Barcelona and, and Getaway um, based out of Civitavecchia for Rome, which, of course, is the port port there. Um, and Epic's interesting because uh, she's just been given a big refurbishment. You know, they haven't yeah. been just sitting around waiting for things to, to, to get back to normal. They've actually, a lot of the shipping lines have been using this downtime to refresh their ships. Uh, and she's been given their sort of the most up-to-date Norwegian experience and complex, that sort of ship within a ship um idea yep. that they've got i, th- I think it's uh the, the name of the whole concept is the haven that's right um, yeah. and it includes a, a special restaurant a courtyard um sun deck and a swimming pool that is part of uh um that experience if you're in one of the one of the suites that is part of that sort of category on board the ship um mm-hmm. and this also includes the redesigning of 75 of the ship's suites on board so uh, she'll have a little bit of a, a different internal appearance when she comes back into service, uh, which is expected later this year. Yeah, for those people that, uh, I mean, if you look at Epic from the, the outside, I almost think she's got a little bit of a, an Elvis hairdo on the top, and that's where oh, the, the Hayden does. kind of sits. <laughs> <laughs> she's got um, this uh, big big um, block of uh, sweets on the on, on top of the bridge, and they're, they're actually, um, it's like painted in the NCL blue, so it does stand mm-hmm. out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's quite different. Uh, and again, staying with the, the NCLH family, the, the most luxurious of their brands, Regent, uh, also on the same day announced a return to service for September. Yeah, the Seven Seas Splendor will be returning. Um, well, actually, she'll be making her, her debut because uh, she was a new ship. She was uh, named in February of 2020. And of course, before she had a chance to go into service, the, the cruise shutdown started. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'll be based out of the UK doing Southampton round trips, and then we'll move on to voyages from Europe um, uh, after her inaugural uh, sailings. And uh, her first trip will be an 11-night cruise departing on the 11th of November. Yeah, and what's different with them is... Uh, sorry, that... I, I, I... November. The 11th of September, sorry, 2021. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All good. Um, the yeah, what's different with them is they're kind of they're preserving the original itinerary. So whatever itinerary was set to operate on that eleven September departure is what will mm. operate. Whereas a lot of the other cruise lines have changed to be either cruises to nowhere or cruises within a certain geographical region. So so good luck to region and hope all will go well for you. And moving into uh, celebrity now, our good friends at Celebrity Cruises have announced their latest ship. Yes, yeah, so the latest one is another in the Edge class, the third one um, after Celebrity Edge and Celebrity Apex, um, and she's called Celebrity Beyond. So mm-hmm. they have um, basically uh, hinted that uh, she'll go you know, beyond the others in terms of the experience on board. Yeah. Um, so I guess each, each ship in, in a class tries to differentiate itself a little bit by adding extra um, yeah. experiences on board. 
she will have the things that you would expect from the edge class, including um, that um, it's a movable platform on the side of the ship. They call it the magic carpet, but it oh, yeah, yeah. basically is that if you look at the side of the ship, it's an orange sort of um, structure that sits on the side and it can move up and down the side of the ship and you can have um, drinks there or also dine in that area. Um, and it also doubles as a, as a, as a pontoon when they, when they do the tender service. So it's quite a, mm-hmm. an innovative design and she'll have that, but she introduces a, a, a resort deck onboard garden. Um, of course, the celebrity ships are already known for their grass on board, <laughs> um, which is something a little bit different. Um, and, um, you know, introducing additional sort of spaces in the ship that that differentiate her from the other um, edge class, such as the Grand Plaza and um, yeah. extra fine dining restaurants as well. And what's interesting is that these ships, they also have, um, they have villas um, instead of just sort of suites, which mm-hmm. I thought was uh, quite a nice idea, the idea of um, having your own little sort of private um, oasis away from uh, um, uh, from everything whilst on board the cruise ship does sound very nice. And they're planning to have her maiden departure in April of 2022 out of Southampton. Yeah, very exciting. I did get to see some of the images for, for the interiors of, of this ship yesterday, and uh, she looks incredible. I mean, I really like what – I like all the celebrity ships, but I think Edge and Apex did take it to a different level, and it looks like this sister is going to certainly outdo her, her previous sisters. Yeah. I mean, just the idea that um, if you if you feel like it, you can – um, you know, choose to have a two-story sort of villa <laughs> yep, with your yep. own uh, plunge pool and all that sort of thing um, as the ultimate luxury experience on board. That that would be pretty cool. And, of course, with Celebrity now doing the inclusive uh, voyages, um, yep. it does sound like a very luxurious experience. Yeah, and if, you, if you're curious about uh, the Edge and the Apex class of ships, um, follow Captain Kate. She was a guest back in the, the early days of the podcast, um, but she quite often does little uh, random ship tours and pops into different areas, and um, she, she really loves to showcase that ship, so uh, check her out for sure. Staying in uh, the, the Mediterranean area, our good friends at MSC have announced uh, a private experience in the, the Mediterranean. Yeah, um, so basically the seaside will be sailing um, – when cruising resumes. So, and she'll be taking passengers to a private beach at Taranto in Puglia. Um, and this has got all sorts of uh, amenities set up so that passengers can have a wonderful time. It's a little bit like that private island concept that they have in the, in the Caribbean so often. Yeah, um, yep. So there'll be, you know, Lido areas. There's going to be, you know, the beach, permanent beach umbrellas that you can lounge under. You can have deck lounges and you can just... Enjoy yourself with access to to food and drink whilst you're ashore in a in a private and, sec- and secluded setting, which will be um, a very nice thing to add because you know these um, obviously at the moment not so much, but before cruising pause, the cruise the cruise ports became quite busy, and it mm-hmm. could be quite a quite a hustle and bustle. So it's one of the reasons why there are um, so many private uh, islands that the cruise lines use in the busy area of the Caribbean, and now they're starting to to look at. Um, at doing that with uh, the private beaches as well. Yeah, and I guess it allows them to ensure the the, the COVID safety because this this mm. beach area, this Lido area, has agreed to up, up, um, to follow the, the guidelines that they're following on the ship. So yes. it just uh, allows that bubble of the ship to continue ashore, which is, is very interesting. Yeah, and then it has its own restaurant and all that sort of thing as well. So you you you, know, you don't have to go like anywhere if you if you just want to relax. It really is what the um, well, I guess what the goal of the whole thing is. 
Yeah, yeah. And of course, it's a blue flag beach and blue flag being a, a European standard to say it is a, the best water quality as well. And last in the news segments for today, um, Disney Cruise Lines have announced the uh, the uh, deployment and the name of the new ship, which will, of course, be Disney Wish. Yeah, Disney Wish is the, the, the latest in their family of ships. She's a slightly larger version um, of the existing fleet, which, of course, was very, very um popular but this particular ship's got a few interesting little inclusions um so they've actually decided that they're going to do a theatrical dining experience based on frozen um which of course you know is one of one of their most popular um movie series um i think that film took everyone by you know everyone by storm when it first came out so it's definitely been a Uh, one that uh, you would expect to see on board the Disney ships. But Mm -hmm. because, of course, the Disney family is pretty big now, they'll also have um, some inclusions as well from Marvel um, with a cinematic dining experience and a Star Wars experience as well on board because, of course, Disney owns the the majority, I believe, of the Star Wars um, franchise now as well. So she's going to be sailing um, the Bahamas um, and will be departing um in 2022 but the bookings were open for her uh in late may of this year yeah i'm not really a big fan of star wars but one of the images that came out as part of the press release for this was a, an incredible looking bar area that's followed the the, the star wars theme and it, it looks incredible it also made, it really did make me think about booking a disney cruise when we can travel once again yeah i mean i think um from seeing the imagery and and online video of the existing disney fleet um you know they they're definitely Disney ships, but they're they've they've kind of spared no expense with the way that they've decked them out. They they yeah. really do look quite spectacular. And what I do also love about the external appearance is that whilst they are cruise ships, they've been designed to look like those classic yeah. liners with the pointed bow and the funnels and the superstructure yeah. stylized and stuff. So um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm pretty keen to to give uh, this one particularly, but also any of the others a try. Uh, <laughs> and actually they announced uh, this the naming of this new ship on world wish day and as part of that walt disney uh company donated one million dollars to the make a wish foundation which disney's very very big on because uh, a lot of uh, children do yep. opt for for visits to disney type attractions when they they opt for the, the make a wish yeah for sure uh, scenario so uh, that's that's great that they've done that as well now that's all for this week's cruise news but uh, chris you've always got a new video coming out and what are we talking about this week well, there's a, a, a cruise ship that many of us know and love. Um, uh, she was uh, probably best known for her time um, here in Australia as Pacific Dawn, uh, but also the Regal Princess, which sailed with Princess Cruises for, for many years. Um, she, it was, she was sold to become a, uh, a floating cryptocurrency community late last year. Um, but that venture fell through and, and it was actually announced that the ship would go to India for scrap. But she has actually sailed um, and is currently docked in Montenegro. So the latest video is just a little bit of a look at what might be happening with uh, with Pacific Dawn. Well, she's actually currently called Satoshi um, mm-hmm. and whether or not she may well have been saved from the scrapper's torch. Oh, wow. Well, uh, I've got the, the link to your YouTube channel in the show notes, of course. Um, so uh, encourage everybody to, to, to look out for that video of, of Chris's over the, the weekend. Now, a question without notice, this just popped into my head because we were talking about Captain Peter Harris earlier on in, in the Chris in the US uh, 
named him as one of his favorite captains. Do you have a favorite captain, Pastor? Oh, I um, I couldn't choose. I have a. No, a I don't lot think of, I could either. I have a lot of favorite captains. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my first ever, the first ever captain I sailed under was um, a, a commodore uh, with oh, yeah. um, with Cunard, uh, Commodore Burton Hall, and um, he he was uh, QE2's master. He'd been with the company for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know as a as a kid, I, I was on board the ship only for for five days or so, five or six days, and uh, I wrote to him, and he he uh, had us up on the bridge and all oh, sorts wow. of other things, and that was of course you know pre pre nine eleven and all that yeah. sort of thing. But um, and I've sailed with with um, Captain Captain Warwick or Commodore Warwick, who was another um, very famous uh, person within Cunard, and his dad was the first QE two captain, and then he went on to become the first master of um, of Queen Mary too, um, transatlantic, of course, with, uh, uh, Captain Wells and, and Captain Hashmi, who's, uh, with Q, QM2 at the moment, but also was with Queen Elizabeth. Um, he was, you know, the master of Queen Mary too, when, when the, uh, when the cruise pause started, um, mm-hmm. here in Australia. And so he, I, I was lecturing on board the ship and, and we all left the ship and then he had to take, he hadn't only just brought it out from, from the UK, but he had to take it all the way back as well. And then there's the captain that I sailed with the most, uh, who was Commodore Rind. Um, and he had a fascinating career himself. Like he started off with the Orient line and then moved across to P and O and, um, princess cruises and then later to Cunard and actually, um, was the captain of the QE2, the Queen Mary 2, the Queen Victoria and the Queen Elizabeth. So four Cunard Queens. Uh, and I sailed with him as the captain of each of those ships, uh, and got to know him very well over the years and in fact I actually did a, um, a a YouTube video where he spoke to me about um, flags of convenience which you can find on, on the YouTube channel there. Um, and then of course there's Captain Wesley Dunlop from uh, P&O who's, mm-hmm. who's just, just wonderful to, to cruise with. There's so many great captains, so no, I couldn't, um, I couldn't choose a favourite. <laughs> yeah, and no, I don't think I could either. I've sailed with Wesley Dunlop too and he was brilliant with the kids by the way. Um, oh, he's really great, engaging. Yeah. yeah. And he's such a uh, and there's Andy Hall as well, who's been with um, Cunard and P&O. Um, I mean, there's, there's more. If, if any of the captains that I know are listening and I didn't mention, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so there's just so many different captains that I've sailed with, and um, they're, they're all... And they're they also unique. Such, They've all got a different yeah, trait exactly. that uh, makes exactly. them attractive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant, Chris. Um, that's all we've got time for today in this part of the show. So thanks once again, but we look forward to having a good chat next week. Thanks so much, Baz. me again just a quick reminder um if you want to help keep this podcast on there there's a little way that you can do it if you're familiar with patreon which other podcasters and youtubers use that's a way of uh, sending a little donation uh, through to them we use something similar but we use a system called buy me a coffee um just like uh, buying your friends a, a coffee in the coffee shop very very similar although you're not physically buying me a coffee you're making a small donation and every donation is greatly appreciated because it really does help to uh, to keep us on air and the benefit is once you have made that donation um you are then receive priority access to the podcast because all of our supporters do receive 
the uh, the link to the podcast the moment that it is made live, and uh, it can take about twelve to twenty four hours for iTunes and the other podcast directories to to pick it up. So, if you would like uh, that priority access, then the easiest way to do so is to support us via buy me a coffee. You can buy one coffee, you can buy two coffees, you can buy ten coffees, or you can buy a whole year supply. It's entirely up to you, but every single uh, little donation through buy me a coffee is greatly appreciated. The links of how to do so you'll find in the show notes of each and every episode. Thanks in advance. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.